0: What is going on guys welcome on back to second and short the Premier NFL podcast my name is Tyler Lauder I am joined with Aaron Ben how you doing today my friend
1: well you know me I'm always doing pretty well how have you been I have been I've been
0: well Um, to be honest I started summer classes and I'm super excited about that. So
1: gonna get smart, huh? Gonna get all uh, learned up.
0: Oh yeah, gonna get gonna get some gonna get some knowledge in me. But this is a much needed break for me. Uh, and this series is going well so far. This is episode three of our new edition series, and we're gonna move on. We're gonna move into this real quick. We're going to jump all the way from the NFC, go to the AFC, and very similar to what our player did in the offseason. And we're going to talk about Stefan Diggs. And We're going to talk about his move from the Minnesota Vikings to the Buffalo Bills, which, luckily for him, you know, they're both cold temperature teams. So, like, he's like.
1: Yeah, so he doesn't, he doesn't have to change his wardrobe or anything.
0: Yeah, so we don't. Like, well, that's the episode, so we don't have anything else to talk about. So it's just like,
1: alright, uh, call it a day.
0: No, let's dive into let's dive into Dig. So let's do. So back in 2015, you know, he was a fifth round pick out of Maryland, and in his very first career start for the Vikings, he topped 100 yards. And that was against Kansas City in uh, the six, I think it was like sixth game of that season, sixth seventh game, something like that. And in the end of 2015, his rookie year. Uh, he was second among all rookies with 720 receiving yards, only behind Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah. Um, so then in 2016, it, together with Adam Thielen, they were the first Vikings duo to go over 900 yards in a season since Randy Moss and Chris Carter did it in 2000. <laughs> and then after the that was after the 2016 season. After the 2017 season, that was the whole Minneapolis miracle. You remember the sideline touchdown. And then 2018, that offseason, he signed an extension, five years, $72 million, signed him through 2023. That was also his first 1,000-yard season. And then he and Adam Thielen became the first Vikings duel with 1,000 yards each since year 2000 with Moss and Carter.
0: And, you know, he did it again. That's back-to-back years that he finished with uh, over 1,000 yards going into 2019. However, we kind of saw the switch And the term diva gets thrown out there for wide receivers more than any other position. Yeah. And I don't know if it's something in the water. I don't know if it's like the moment like pen touches paper and you say, I'm a receiver. I don't know what it is. But Diggs kind of had a difference in attitude. And it's I feel like he just, he wanted the ball more and more and more and Vikings fans will argue with you all day and other fans of other teams will argue with you, and it's a split. A lot of people think Adam Thielen was the reason why Diggs was so successful, and a lot of people think Adam Thielen was the reason why Diggs wasn't as successful as he could be.
1: Well, yeah, and a lot of people are saying that Diggs is the reason that Adam Thielen was successful, so it's kind of a a double-edged sword here and you can't really know who's right. I guess we'll find out this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what this whole season is about. So, I mean, it's not like Buffalo runs the ball a lot less than Minnesota, but Diggs will be shedding that shared title of number one receiver and we'll be taking that on his own. But before we jump into anything else like that, let's kind of just talk about the move. Let's talk about the trade. And that is Stephon Diggs getting traded which is one of these rare draft trades involving picks and players that we don't ever see in the NFL. Like, it's slowly changing, but this doesn't really happen very often. Why don't you tell the people what picks were involved and kind of what happened with those draft picks?
1: All right, so I'm going to go through and just go over real quick what the Bills got, what the Vikings got in terms of picks. I'm not going to like tell you which player they drafted with each pick because that kind of... It's just throwing a lot of names out there and kind of uh, unnecessary. So the Bills in this trade, they got, of course, Stefan Diggs. And they got a seventh-round pick in the 2020 draft. And the Vikings, they got the Bills' first-round pick, which we all know... I'm going to break my rule just for a bit here. We all know they drafted Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU, so he's kind of kind of come in and uh, I don't know if he's going to be the Stefan Diggs replacement because they're not exactly the same player, but I digress. Then they got a 5th round pick, which they traded to Chicago for a 2021 4th round pick. And then they got a 6th round pick, which they traded to Baltimore along with a 7th for a 7th round pick this year and a 5th round pick next year. Stefan Diggs at the moment, like I said, is signed through 2023 and this cap hit this year is $11.5 million, and then the next 3 years it's 12 even. So we got that out of the way, we know his cap situation. And
0: uh... well, let's 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 talk about that cap situation with receivers getting more and more every year. I mean, there's been arguments from receivers saying whether or not they should get paid, you know, twelve plus million a year. Do you think Stephon Diggs, without knowing, like, without saying like where he plays, where his fit is, who his quarterback is, is he is his talent worth twelve million a year?
1: Well, I'm a big Diggs fan. I think he, what I think was kind of ballsy was that they signed him in the 2018 offseason for that amount. So that means that coaching staff and that front office in Minnesota, they saw the potential that he had. And they saw that he was like each year he was taking another step forward, another step forward. And then there's a lot of players that like they have a huge year, sign a big contract, and then fall off the face of the earth but looking at you, Albert Hainsworth. So, this is kind of opposite. Like, he signed his big contract, and it's not like... It's not a world-breaking contract. Like, it's not huge, it's like Michael Thomas numbers, but this is a pretty big contract. And he went out and got his first 1,000-yard season, got his second 1,000-yard season. So, he's only been improving since signing that contract. So, I, I'm a, I, I like this contract, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm going to stand right next to you and everything, in that I... I also am a big fan of this contract. I like the the price of it, especially for a guy that continues to get better year in and year out. It just is one of those things. It's just like it's volume. Like he's going to continue to deliver for you the more you feed him. It's not, it's never going to go down.
1: Yeah, he's, he's consistent. Like he, we'll talk a bit about like his strengths as a player, but he's been well worth that contract so far. As for his, like, diva reputation, there really is an argument to be made for, like, Brandon Bean, the general manager of the Bills. He says he doesn't see him as a diva. Sees him as, like, he said, called him a dog. Like, he's competitive, fierce, professional. Like. So that's kind of how some people see him. Since he only, like, I guess it remains to be seen. Uh, I think if he's getting the ball enough, they have a decent wide receiving core in Buffalo. So if the ball starts getting spread around, I, don't, I guess we'll have to see how he handles that. Their receivers right now, if we're already talking about like the receiver core, they've got John Brown and Cole Beasley, who they signed both of them in the offseason last year to kind of come and help out Josh Allen. Yeah, John Brown's kind of a speedy, deep threat, plays outside. And he's kind of a fun receiver to watch. He had a lot of chemistry with Josh Allen last year. And then Cole Beasley, they signed him over from Dallas. He was a great slot receiver in Dallas for, for a while, for a few years. Came over. He didn't have the immediate impact that some people thought that he would have. It took him a, took him a while to kind of get in tune with Josh Allen, and get up to speed, but he came on pretty strong in the second half of the season. Bringing those two helped out Josh Allen a lot. But they didn't really have a true like number one type receiver and that's what Stefan Diggs brings to the table. He plays he's one of those guys that you hear like you can't measure heart, you can't like he has the intangibles, like you can't measure like desire, stuff like that. So he plays a lot bigger and faster than his physical traits. He's got great route running. Um he like he knows how to use his feet, how to use his body to make the defender think he's going one way, and then he goes the other way. He can also make contested catches. He can make catches where he, you wouldn't think he would have... that he, He's not in a position to make that catch. So overall, that's kind of what he brings to the table.
0: I, I mean, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I, I really want to not agree as much with you because I feel like we can have some good back and forth when we don't always agree. However, I mean everything you're saying is the same things that I would say about him. And you know, this, this, let's, let's go back a little bit. This whole like diva, like tag. I don't really, to me personally, I don't really care. Like Randy Moss got labeled a diva and all he did was like, I don't know, be like the second best receiver when it comes to like touchdowns. And in my opinion, might be the best receiver ever, but that's an argument for another day. I mean, I mean, There are different guys that are always going to go out there and they're always going to wear their heart on their sleeve. And and everybody turns and goes, well, look at Antonio Brown. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, yeah, look at how many all-pro seasons he had. Look at how great he made Big Ben. Like, no matter what you want to say, he's a baller when he plays. And what I really like about Stephon Diggs is his ability to create separation. Uh, He's good at fighting off the press. He has good reads on uh, jumping on a cornerback that's trying to kind of come up and get that big player, that interception, everything, and that's where we kind of lead into that contested catches and everything. And why don't you tell everybody exactly how good he is at contested catches?
1: Yeah. So since since 2017, he has a 58.7 uh, catch rate on contested catches, and that's second the league, uh, only to Chris Godwin from the Butts. Oh, he's very good at checking the ball in the air. he's just got like good hands, good solid hands, great body control and like you I was going to ask, you know who he reminds me of like a player that you really like I know former player reminds me of Steve Smith because like Steve Smith didn't have the physical traits. He's a shorter guy, but he played fierce and he played competitive as hell, and he just went out there every week and balled out so that's kind of how that's kind of a. Stephon Diggs. I mean, Stefan Diggs isn't as big of like a, like a trash talker, I feel. Like, I feel like Steve Smith was a, a lot louder. Like you heard him a lot more, but in terms of like attitude and play style, I feel like they're kind of similar plays. What do you think?
0: I mean, if we can like take the train off the tracks and kind of go in a different direction for a little bit and get back on track. I mean, that whole like, set of receivers in the early to mid-2000s. Like, like 2000 to 2010, those receivers talked so much smack on the field, and they weren't afraid about it. Nowadays, receivers, receivers like, or just players, like to talk smack on Twitter and like behind closed doors, because you know it's 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 harder to actually say something to somebody's face and then do it, which is kind of like what Steve Smith would do. He would say it right to your face. And just be like, wait, you're going to cover me all day? Okay, well, this is going to be fun for me.
1: It takes me back to Chad Johnson and Terrell Owens as well. Listen to their mic. It's, it's always a lot of fun.
0: Exactly. I mean, Ocho, Ocho Cinco uh, literally had in his locker room every cornerback he was going to roast throughout the entire season, like listed on his, on his locker room door. Like, like, it's just simple as that. And we saw celebrations, but for stuff on digs, if he does any of that, everybody's going to be bashing him negatively and saying that it's pouring negative attention towards the team and everything. And in my opinion, the guy that goes out there and talks smack and is a big diva or like draws all the attention to himself is just making everybody else not look at his second and third targets. It's just helping out the role players around him. Now, let's get back on track here. Buffalo Bills fans. Several weeks ago, I made a comment saying Stephon Diggs came over to the Buffalo Bills. And now the Bills have another wide receiver that is under six foot tall. And then right then and there, boom, pause. Everybody paused and said, all I said was Stephon Diggs is a small receiver. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm going to say it again here because people don't want to understand what I'm saying. Their top two receivers last year are under six foot. They had a third guy who's going to become, in that trio, under six foot. Isaiah McKenzie is under six foot. Like Anybody that's over six foot on their team really is just a role player. They're going to be playing special teams. They're going to be in on injuries. The best players on this team are under six foot tall, and they're nitty-gritty, fighting-for-everything wide receivers. So, let's kind of talk about Stephon Diggs and... And while I'm not gonna say he's like Steve Smith, he has the ability to play like Steve Smith. Now the Buffalo Bills last year didn't really have success with the deep ball, which is kind of weird because like Josh Allen has this. What what, what word do you put? I can't even I can't even like think of this word that you say.
1: He's got a freaking Panzerfaust beard on.
0: <laughs> and and what everybody's been saying is that he's able to throw this ball deep, like nonstop, but it's just like that consistent touch. And here's the way to fix that is go get a receiver that can go up and get it on contested catches and can go track that ball. He's got enough speed to get down the field. He's got the great contested catch ability since 2017 to move, adjust his body and help Josh Allen that the Buffalo Bills can now be stretching the field and not having to, Run the ball for, you know, every single play, possibly, because they're going,, you know, I don't want to, I don't like that. And he's just going to be able to help the whole team by being able to spread the field more, and that's going to leave more opportunities underneath for guys like Cole Beasley.
1: Yeah, and I mean, last year, like you said, the bills they didn't have a lot of success on the, on the deep ball. Josh Allen had an adjusted completion percentage of 30.9 on deep throws. And, I mean, he's partly to blame because he's always kind of had this problem with touch. Like, he's got a, he's got a strong arm. He's just lacking sometimes a bit of touch that you need on those deep balls. Um, but also, the receivers aren't the, the type of receivers to go down and, and make those contested catches down the field. So that's kind of how Stefan Dix figures to come in and fit in this offense. Some people, are, if moving on. Some people are saying that this is a steep price for Stefan Diggs. I mean, the Cardinals got De- DeAndre Hopkins for a second rounder and a broken running back. So how, why would the Bills trade a first round pick for Stefan Diggs, who some people say was only successful because of Adam, Adam Thielen?
0: I mean, I mean, the real quick before we go on. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of lazy of people to like compare those things and I know like we made the joke initially like in our little chat when it happened but Stefan Diggs is younger he's cheaper like it makes more sense for him to cost more because you are able to do more by bringing him in than you are when you bring in Hopkins just because I'm not saying I mean Hopkins is the best receiver in the league in my opinion right now but just that extra that extra three four million in salary cap that means something the fact you're going to get to use them for an extra two, three more years, that means something.
1: Well, also, I think an argument can be made, like why didn't they just draft one of the 23 first-round graded wide receivers that came out in this draft this year?
0: I mean, that's very valid because right now, based on, due to the fact that the Minnesota Vikings drafted Justin Jefferson out of LSU, as much as we want to say like they're not the same player and everything, they're going to be linked for the next five years. Because it's going to be, should the Bills just have drafted Jefferson? Or did the Vikings get the better deal type thing? You know, that's what everybody's going to be looking at and saying. Personally, the Buffalo Bills needed to get a veteran receiver over a rookie because they are on the, they're literally on the edge of taking over this division and becoming the team in the division for years to come.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think. Th- <clears throat> Boy, sorry. Yeah, so I think if you're if you're in a position where you need to start winning right now, wide receivers are kind of notorious for sometimes taking a bit longer to get adjusted to the NFL and get up to like the professional game speed. So that's kind of a justification for bringing in a already proven veteran overdrafting a wide receiver no matter how highly he's rated another thing which they didn't they couldn't have known at the time because like this trade was made i think March 16th like in the middle of March that was like before the whole uh, covid-19 really kind of took off and things started shutting down with how the virus has affected the world and everything we might not be able to see like teams might not be able to have training camp or rookie mini camps and stuff like that. So that's enough. that's like more practice time that a rookie receiver isn't going to have and it'll just take even longer to kind of get up to game speed. So that kind of even though it wasn't intentional, it kind of worked out in their favor in that in that respect as well.
0: No and I, I, I agree there. And so that's kind of that's kind of where We've been saying that these veterans are going to be able to step in, and rookies are going to kind of fall back for a while. And you know, it's just if for me, it makes the most sense. If you want to win in this league, just go out and get the pieces you need to win. And that's what Stephon Diggs is here for the Buffalo Bills. He's a piece you go out and you get to win. Now let's move forward a little bit and let's see how the Buffalo Bills are going to look and how this is going to impact them going forward. This is kind of our like projection type situation. So short term Buffalo bills. I mean, they're getting a very proven receiver that we've been saying, and it's pretty much just going to, he's literally just going to slide right in to fits and needs that they, that they have on this team. John Brown has really good speed. He's able to, you know, get the ball in open space and create Cole Beasley is a great underneath guy. Uh, he's, he's, like Mr. Reliable in the slot. And, you know, Stephon Diggs can be that guy to take off that number one cornerback pressure. And I think short term, what's going to happen here is that the Buffalo Bills are going to see more success in plays over 20 yards. That's going to increase for them. And they're going to be able to spread the ball more that it's going to loosen up lanes for Singletary and rookie Zach Moss to come in and run. So like this this move right here is just it's just gonna open up so much. How do you see this working short term?
1: Short term, I agree. I think they're going to. He's gonna come in and have an immediate effect on that passing game. It's gonna kind of open it up, like you said. If we're talking long term, he like I said, he's under contract through 2023, and if Josh Allen continues to improve. Diggs could play like a crucial role in his development. Like he can be that number one guy. If they get the chemistry down, they can be one of those quarterback wide receiver tandems that has so much success in the league. And they're gonna have. They've set Josh Allen up to succeed with this receiving core, and like you can tell that they're kind of building around him, and they believe that they not only can they win with him now this year, but they also like this is telling us that. They think they know Josh Allen is their guy and that they can succeed in the coming years as well. Like this division is theirs for the taking right now. I wanna know like what do you think? Like just in terms of like Stephon Diggs' production, what do you think is going to happen like in the upcoming season?
0: For me, I don't see a reason why Stefan Diggs won't continue to move up. Like, it sounds weird that a player can, like, every year kind of keep getting better. And I'm not saying that I think he's going to keep going until he has a 2,000-yard you know, season. But I honestly do think that he is going to get around almost, almost the same spot. And he's going to hit over 1,100 yards, get to that cusp of 1,200, maybe break it. So, for me personally, I could see him having about 75 catches. I'm just going to say 1,200 yards because it's lazy, just 1,200 yards. And he's never been one of those guys. I mean, he's had a couple of years where he's had like nine, eight touchdowns, but I think, I, I think he'll still stay low on that number. I don't, see his, I don't see his touchdown rate going as high. So let's just say 75 catches, 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns. That's me on this year's impact.
1: I can get behind that. I think... I think yeah, maybe sorry. I think you have about 1,100 1, yards around the areas you maybe twelve hundred. I think they're gonna be spreading the ball around to different targets enough. That is if the if the only like setback I could kind of see here is that if if teams aren't able to have this training camp and like get working together Maybe he has some chemistry problems in the beginning with Josh Allen. Maybe he's kind of quiet at first, but starts to come on a bit later in the season. If that does happen, I think we, it, it, he'll, we have to see if he can like, keep us cool and like not come out and start like, saying, I need to get the ball more, and they got to get me more involved. But in terms of talent, I don't think there's any reason why he shouldn't produce like he has the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, and I know uh, what a lot of people might be saying is like, where are those targets going to come from? Well, unfortunately, he's going to eat into targets from John Brown and Cole Beasley. And Dawson Knox was like third on the team with you know, him and Devin Singletary. I just see those guys all losing their target rate. But here's the biggest thing, is that last year, and I'm, I'm going to look this up real quick. And yeah, so last year, Josh Allen... Attempted 461 passes. He only completed 58.8%. Now, of those, like that, and, and on top of that, Matt Barkley threw for 50 passes. That's 500 attempts on the year. There's no reason that the Buffalo Bills aren't going to be this team that spreads the ball around and gets maybe multiple thousand yard receivers for the first time in, I don't know, like 25 years. And that's probably wrong. So I guarantee some guy in the comments just was like, actually, it was in 2004 when Terrell Owens or something like that. I don't know. I think, I think that if, if Josh Allen's accuracy improves a little bit, adding Stephon Diggs, we're going to see three receivers top over 700 yards. And, you know, it, it's, it, that's going to go up. And if Stephon Diggs can help Josh Allen's accuracy go up, then this Buffalo Bills team is going to look very dangerous because they're all, I mean, John Brown and and Cole Beasley are getting up there in age, but they're not to the point where you need to just like replace them right now. And with them bringing in another young running back in Zach Moss, I mean, this team is built for a nice three year run, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think they're in perfect position to come in and just take over the division and be the team to beat as long as they can get past that. They're, uh, what's it called? The Cobra Kai Patriots. So.
0: so, last prediction before we get out of here. Do you think he is going to shed this diva title now that he's gotten his way and he's out of Minnesota? Like, was it Minnesota or is it just Diggs?
1: To be honest, I don't think so because it seems like once a receiver gets that title, it's not like they don't lose it very easily. Even if he's like the perfect angel all year and just does everything like he's supposed to, people are still going to latch onto that because like that's the first, the first impression that people got and that's kind of what they're, what they're going to keep going with. So not by any fault of his, I don't think he's going to shed the, the, that label this year.
0: Alrighty, well, a lot of positive things, Buffalo Bills fans. We like this addition for your team. And that's going to do it for episode three of the new additions for 2020. You know, this series is a lot of fun because we get to dive into each team and a player that makes a big impact for them. And if all things go well, Buffalo Bills, I mean, you guys are going to be, you know, praising your general manager and your head coach for going out and getting this guy. And you might be winning the division. Who knows? This might be the, the player to tip the scales for you. But that is going to do it for us here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to click that subscribe button. That way you guys can see all the awesome videos that we got going on. Uh, more content is coming on the way. Look at the very top right. And you're going to see a little icon to be able to watch all the new editions episodes. And why don't you leave a like for us. Like really leave a like. And give us a comment and tell us if you agree with the impact Stephon Diggs is going to make. Down in the description, you guys can see links for our new Instagram page. Go over there. We like to have a lot of fun. And join Facebook for discussions and polls and being up to date on everything. So, Thank you guys. Have a good night.